It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. And good Wednesday morning, everyone. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy again today. My pleasure, as always, to do so. And uh, you're a great audience, and it's fun to be with you uh, on any morning. So I tell, I'm going to tell you, I'm, you may be aware that uh, I come from Canada, moved here many years ago, and but still a great hockey fan. So I'm sitting in my comfortable chair last night to watch a Toronto and Montreal Canadiens hockey game. And just before the puck drops for the first period, all the lights go dark at the Montreal arena. And they say, we're going to pause now to honor the life of George Floyd. And the announcer goes on to talk about, now this is in Montreal, Canada, but the NHL has gone woke too. So they said, uh, and we, you know, how we must continue the fight against systemic racism, police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know, I just wanted to watch a hockey game last night. But there it is in our face over and over. And I understand yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd. I understand that. I understand the family. Uh, as Bishop E.W. Jackson was saying yesterday, understand, sympathize with the family, they lose a loved one. I understand that. But as Bishop Jackson also pointed out in his program yesterday, that uh, George Floyd is hardly the equivalent of Martin Luther King. George Floyd was a drug user. Police were called that day in Minneapolis because he was trying to pass a counterfeit bill. He had been in trouble in the past with Houston police for pointing guns at people. So to try to equate George Floyd with Martin Luther King, it's just factually, historically, is not right. All right? But I'll tell you what. The George Floyd family went to the White House yesterday, and this is what President Joe Biden said of what has happened in this country in the last year. Now, you're well aware of what has happened, the violent protests, Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, other cities. This is what Joe Biden said yesterday in his official statement on the first anniversary of the death of George Floyd. Quote, His murder launched a summer of protest we hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. Protests that peacefully unified people of every race and generation to collectively say enough of the senseless killings. The last year has been anything but peaceful in this country. In fact, last night, 
in Portland, Oregon, to mark the one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd, another riot broke out. A crowd of roughly 200 people gathered outside the city's Justice Center, lit a dumpster on fire, tagged the Justice Center with graffiti. Others yelled, burn the building down. Some in the crowd threw frozen water bottles and eggs at police officers, along with metal spikes in the road. Now, this is what Joe Biden refers to as peaceful protests bringing the country together. No, it's been nothing but violence. And the Biden administration has basically stood back and let this happen. Leo Terrell, he is an African-American civil rights lawyer, and he has condemned the way the president, the mainstream media, has handled George Floyd and it's and the way the race card is being used in this country. Cut four. In the murder case, it was a murder case involving the death of George Floyd. Not once was race mentioned in that courtroom. And the man was, the officer was found guilty. You can't tell that to the Democrats. They have used the George Floyd case as an example that white officers are out to kill black suspects, as if it's the 1940s and 1950s. That is a lie. The Biden administration has seized upon that, invited the George Floyd family into the White House, but they ignore black-on-black crime. They ignore David Dorn, who a retired police officer who was murdered during the summer riots. They play the race card to give this false image that there is a war on black men by the police department. That is a lie. That was Leo Terrell, and he's exactly right. During the trial of the police officer... Uh, who was charged with murder in the uh, George Floyd case. Not one mention of racism being the motive. Not one. No mention of hate crime. Now, how that police officer behaved, rightfully so, he was charged. Was it the charge of murder? Is that, was that the correct one? That, that can be debated by the experts. But I don't think too many people argue that in that particular incident, the police officer did not behave the way a police officer should. And even many police officers agree with that. But to take that incident, that horrible incident, and turn it into a race war in this country, to play, as Leo Torrell says, for the White House Democrats to play the race card, uh, is at the very least dishonest at the at and I would say dangerous and has taken this country to a very dangerous place. It's very interesting yesterday the Senate confirmed Kristen Clark. Kristen Clark has the first black woman to run the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division. She worked in the Obama administration. One of her first priorities under Clark is to investigate policing throughout the country. Now, she was confirmed. There was one Republican who voted for her, Susan Collins of Maine. She was confirmed yesterday. Clark's confirmation, I'm reading from Fox News here, was controversial because of her prolific Twitter use, where she would often launch broadsides against some senators, including some Democrat senators. Clark also had a history of controversial writings including a 2020 Newsweek op-ed headlined, I prosecuted police killings, defund the police, but be strategic. 
Now, that is the person that's just been approved by Democrats and one Republican to go into the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division, and she is going to go after police departments across the country. Basically, the Biden administration has declared war on police departments across this country. Is it any wonder why so many, uh, so many openings are there? Police officers are resigning. Seattle, uh, I think there's 100 openings in St. Louis that aren't going to be filled by the new mayor there. Folks, it just goes on and on and on. And coming out of this, Black Lives Matter, the organization I'm talking about. Black Lives Matter. Their profile has been raised despite the fact that they have a very, very pronounced Marxist approach to things. Very, very pronounced Marxist approach to things. Well, yesterday, our Secretary of State, Blinken, he's in the Middle East right now, but he let it be known that he has now authorized the U.S. embassies around the world they can start flying Black Lives Matter flags. At our embassies, a Marxist organization, their flag, their emblem, our Secretary of State says they can, their flags can now be flown at embassies around the world. Those embassies are representative of the United States, United States government to people all over the world. And they're going to be allowed to start flying the Black Lives Matter flags? Well, we talked to our own Walker Wildman yesterday about that. He's vice president of operations here, but also public policy analyst. This is what he has to say about this decision. Cut one. BLM, Inc., or Black Lives Matter, they're a heavily Marxist organization. They've even admitted openly that they're trained Marxist. So their main goal is not equality or civil rights. Their main goal is destroying America as we know it through Marxism and through the taking down of the American Republic as we know it. The Biden administration uplifting, praising, promoting on the international stage at all of our U.S. embassies, Black Lives Matter organization and their Marxist agenda. This is sickening that we have our State Department using our U.S. embassies for political purposes, and not just political purposes, but anti-American political purposes. No, we go back... Go back to when Barack Obama became president, going to change the country, going to change the world. Joe Biden said the same thing, going to change this country. Why do we want to do that? People, I was going to say, are breaking down our border walls to get in, but Joe Biden is taking care of that. He's basically got an open policy, hundreds of thousands. But there's a reason why people want to come to this country. It's the greatest country in the world. It has freedom. It has laws that protect people. But we appear to have an administration that is out to destroy that. One of the other elements that's uh, going on out there is the uh, push to teach critical race theory in our schools. Now, critical race theory is just another Marxist doctrine that paints this picture as it was built on, on slavery. That is not true. The 1619 Project that's out there. And schools across this country, unfortunately, want to start teaching that to our kids, basically promoting the idea that this country was built on racism. Well, thankfully, we have states like Tennessee now that are banning 
the teaching of critical race theory from public schools. And in Tennessee, at least, schools that defy that law will find their funding cut. Congratulations, Tennessee. There's several other states that are doing the same thing. Now, to counter that, there is an organization out there right now, that the 1776 PAC, that's also fighting this teaching of critical race theory, this Marxist doctrine in our schools. Ryan Kurdoski uh, is, is heading up that project. And one of the things they plan to do is go after school boards that are allowing the teaching of critical race theory. Here he is this morning on Fox and Friends. Cut 10. You tell your child, trust your teacher, and then your teacher is telling you things like the police are systemically racist, that our country is systemically racist, that if you're white, you are born racist, you will be racist your entire life, and your parents are racist. And if you are not white, you are held back by the system created by our founding fathers. That is what you're told from an early age. That is not a matter of having a, a, a fair playing field. That's brainwashing children. And I'm sorry, these are state schools. These are taxpayer-funded schools. They should teach things that promote patriotism. Yeah, and so Ryan Kurdowski of this 1776 pack is going to be testing, testing and finding out where in the country this critical race theory is being taught to our kids. Our kids in many places in this country now are being brainwashed on this. Brainwashed that racism is rampant in this country, that police departments are not to be trusted. And I tell you what, it is time, as Kurdowski says, that Christians have to fight back. I know Sandy's been talking about this, that maybe it's time that some Christians ought to look at running for public office, starting with school boards. Because I honestly believe it's our education system where all this left-wing indoctrination has started. And it's time that Christians, conservatives, start fighting back. And the way to do that is to run for office. Amen? All right. Much more ahead on this Wednesday morning of Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred sitting in for Sandy today. Got a special guest coming in to talk about a project that uh, AFA is very much involved with. And uh, we want to celebrate that this morning. All right, we're back right after the break. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by May 30th, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. 
Today, we pray for Elliot Kang, Acting Undersecretary for Arms Control and International Security. His office manages the non-proliferation, counter-proliferation, and arms control functions of the U.S. Department of State. Matthew 5.9 reminds us of the importance of pursuing peace in our world. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Elliot Kang in his work at the State Department. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you in the midst of your college search? We invite you to explore Liberty University this spring at one of our on-campus events. Spend a few hours exploring campus at Tour LU, dig deeper, and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience OU. Or you can take your next steps towards training for your dream career on a world-class campus by meeting with faculty and department heads and getting your questions answered at DecideLU. Learn more about these visiting opportunities and register today by texting VISIT to the number 49596. Again, that's VISIT to the number 49596. John Cena, the movie star and professional wrestler, apologized Tuesday on Chinese social media for calling Taiwan a country. So what exactly did Cena say that enraged the Chinese? Well, he said Taiwan was going to be the first country that was able to watch Fast and Furious 8. That's it. That's all he said. Anger spread across the nation faster than the China virus. The Chinese claim Taiwan is not a self-governed democratic island nation, but is instead part of the Chinese Communist Party's territory. Cena delivered the entire apology in fluent Mandarin. Says he made a mistake and profusely apologized on Weibo. That's a Chinese social media page. Folks, I gotta tell you something. John Cena must be taking orders from the National Basketball Association. And the outrage from freedom-loving American people around the world should be fast and furious. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook. Or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to Sandy Rios in the morning this Wednesday. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy today. You know, it's an honor to work for an organization like American Family Association, American Family Radio, so many different facets uh, involved uh, with this ministry. And and one of those uh, is being headed up by our Vice President of Outreach, Wesley Wildman, and he joins me in the studio right now. Good morning, Wesley. Hey, good morning. I'm glad to be here. Good to be here is right, and it's, uh, I, I tell you what, uh, there's you do many things here. Vice President of Outreach, you stay in touch with the people who support us across the country thousands of them i do and that's a very very important job and i try to do so to the best of my ability and i want to make sure that everybody that supports what we do feels appreciated and Mm so i've traveled i've done uh roughly 40 something events in six years and i calculated the other day because we were trying to do trying to figure out how how many plates we've been how many people we reached and are we doing a good job we were we were calculating are we doing a good job and i was shaking hands Shaking hands or hugged, <laughs> uh, 10,000 people roughly. Wow. S- supporters, listeners, supporters of ours uh-huh. in the last five or six years. And so oh. I just thoroughly enjoy my job. B- built and made connections that will be a lifetime. And many 
that uh, benefit AFA. They have connections that we don't, and they do things that, that we need help with. Amen. So um, I've, I've really enjoyed my job. Now, what I want to talk to you about this morning is a project that you had up here at American Family Association, and it's called Men of Honor. Tell us about it. Yes. Okay, so Men of Honor. Well, you know, we talk about it on the radio, and we write about it, and we send emails out about it, about the uh, just the assault on the family and the destruction of the family. And I've said many, many times that I believe the number one issue in our country the number one issue is the breakdown of the family, which I would put a lot of emphasis on the men not taking their responsibility seriously. And AFA wanted to be a local impact. We wanted to be, um, we've said this before, we don't want to just say there's a problem. We want to be about fixing the problem, be about the, the work of God. So we launched last year for the first time Men of Honor, and it is a summer program. It's local. It's in Tupelo, Mississippi, um, and I'll explain why I'm on the radio here tell, telling you about a local event in a minute, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a local uh, summer program. It's every Tuesday during the month of June and July for an hour and a half, and it would it, an afternoon would look like this. They would get there, they'd eat pizza, and the pizza's been covered by, uh, by AFA, mm-hmm. and we've got, and the local church, Hope Church is also hosting the event, and they've partnered with us to help offset some of the cost of the pizza. So they would have a free meal. We would go through a Bible lesson, and I will have uh, speakers. Like I, this is the advantage I have of doing it uh, through AFA. I got uh, uh, Brother Bert Harper. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all be familiar with him. Um, Will Hamilton or Will Addison the Third, Abe Hamilton, myself, Walker Wildman, Rob Chambers. A lot of people, a lot of a lot of men at AFA. They would they were speakers. Would teach the Bible, teach them how to take notes. So when when they got when the gentleman's up there speaking, teaching the Bible, I'm teaching them how to take notes, and then we would have a ten minute le- uh, session where we would have a discussion time, and there would be a table counselor asking them questions about the things we learned in Scripture, and then from there we would conclude the evening with a life skill of some kind. That could be anything from how to cook, how to fill out a job resume, how to fish. Very important, Fred. We're in Mississippi. <laughs> it's coming up on summertime. Got to know how to fish, Uh Um, as well as other things such as um, etiquette. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll also have, I have all kind of connections with all different layers of law enforcement from highway patrol to local police officers and sheriffs. And they're going to come, a couple of them are going to come and teach them, okay, how do we respond to a traffic stop? What are we going to do? If we get if if we get pulled over or and and then and also we're going to get for a moment to put ourselves in the shoes of an officer and what his day looks like. Mm. So, anyways, all kind of things like that. Wow. The life skill section. I could go on for a lot. So, that, I'm really excited about it. That is amazing. You know the the middle name of this organization is family. That's right. Amen. And and this is another aspect. We know the attacks against family in this mm-hmm. country uh, from so many different venues out there that are trying to tear families apart. That's right. Uh, you know, and it's let's let's it's it's part of spiritual warfare. It is. You know, that Satan wants to get in. God created the family. Absolutely. And Satan is out to destroy it because it is the building block yes. of our culture. And it seems like everywhere we turn in on all aspects, like I said, the number one problem is the assault on the family, the destruction thereof. And we want to offset that by providing the summer program Men of Honor we're excited about it. You can find out more by going to afa.net slash men of honor, afa.net slash men of honor, or you can go to afa.net slash events. And 
this was a local thing last year. Mm-hmm. And then it turned in, when we got there, I was talking to a gentleman, and I didn't take the time to look at the, the registrants before we got there, talking to a gentleman, and he said, yeah, well, we're from um, uh, Lafayette County. We drove about an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I had two people from Memphis at the time that wanted to come down, but we were right in the middle of COVID, and they didn't want to make that drive during COVID. Nonetheless, they're interested in coming down this year. So it turned out to be a local event. Now it's regional. So I wanted to get on AFA and AFR and let people know about that. And another reason, if you say, well, I'm not an hour away, I'm 25 hours away. Exactly. There are people, like you say, listening in Virginia and Arkansas. Texas. And hither and yon. Yeah. So what's your message to them if they're interested in getting involved with this program? Yes, absolutely. Do something like this. Um I have I don't have anything official laid out like like people are asking for. I just haven't had a the syllabus time. yet. I, I, yeah, I haven't had a syllabus. I don't have a curriculum that that people are asking for. I do I do have I do have plans to do that in the future. Nonetheless, I have sent four different men involved with churches. I think four or five. I've sent them my curriculum. I just taken out names and I've taken out dates and you know getting didn't give them a hard timeline. But I sent them the formula of what I've done. So you could email me at W Wildman, W Wildman at AFA.net, and I'll send you what I got. I'd also encourage you to be creative, and if you get the formula or if you get the curriculum that I'm going to send you or if you come up with, just come up with one on your own, the whole purpose of this is to mentor young men that do not have the godly influence in their life from, from the male influence. Yeah. That they, they, they either don't have a granddad, they don't have a dad, um, they're just they're they're a single mom household, mm-hmm. and they're not getting these types of um, affirmations, these types of teachings, and so it's very important. We see that ripple effect. Uh, the crime rate among uh, among people. I mean, look at the the prisons. Seventy one. The last I looked, it's been a couple of years. Seventy one, seventy two percent of those in prison are are come from fatherless homes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that that data is out there. That's not opinion. Uh, that's hard data. Hard out there, reality. You know, and this is something we're not talking about. The fact that the the, the breakdown of the family has such an impact on your on your future education mm-hmm. has so much impact on the future of your uh, of your job op- where occupation where you end up college uh, or education ends up a prison. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, uh, if you most time if you come from a broken family, you end up becoming a broken family yes i mean so the rip of drugs yeah the uh, abuse the list goes on now that's all now it's all out there but i just i just don't feel like it's being discussed outside of groups like ours that discuss it Amen. it's not they it's almost like they want to ignore it in the mainstream media you know what i hear in this i hear a rescue plan it is that's what it is and it starts it's local it starts local mm-hmm. you know i'd almost be tempted if i was in another state to give you a call today or whatever the case may be can I come in and observe this? Yes, and that's what I wanted to say. I'll, I'll, let me conclude with this. I've had people call and be like, well, look, I've got uh, a son, and he's in a great situation, godly dad, and but he wants to come. Mm. Well, I make exceptions within the parameters that I have with all sides of this. And so what I asked, so what, what turned out to be there was two young men with great influences, great dads. They came, but their dads were so good. They came with them and did the program with them. Wonderful. And so that helped me out, too. It gave me some help. And then also, too, the ages are 7 to 17. I felt like that was the best um, the best age group. Nonetheless, I made some exceptions on either side of that for, for a grandmother that called. They mm-hmm. said, my, my grandson's six. He has no dad. And so we, we worked around it. 
uh, but the ages of 7 to 17. But, yes, get involved in your local community and helping young men without dads to start. And, and my local church is helping me. You need to ask your local church to help you. But we've got to yeah. do something about the fatherlessness and influencing them and and stepping out and making the difference. And like I said, starting local. Okay. Give the website once more, one more time there. Sure. You can go to afa.net slash events, and there's a tab there called Men of Honors, and you can find out all the information you need. Super. Thank you. Wesley Wallman, uh, Vice President of Outreach here and in charge of our Men of Honor project. As I say, it's a rescue project, kid. Uh, folks out there, a rescue project for Four kids, kids, yeah, seven to seventeen, yeah, that's right. and uh, you know, just bringing them along. I, the program sounds just so fantastic and and, and just so direly needed. It there? is, and we're going to do a great job with it this year. Got tons of help with uh, men at AFA, so thank you for having me on, Fred. You bet, and good luck on the rest of your program. All right, All right. take care, man. All right, uh, some of you may be planning a Memorial Day weekend getaway. Well, that, that's a good idea. You know, the pandemic concerns seem to be lifting out there. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, if you drive one of those big SUVs, you may find a tick up in price to fill up that tank. I was telling folks uh, last weekend was the first time in many years that I had to pay $40 to fill up the tank on my SUV. And why is that? Well, because Memorial Day gas prices, uh, this according to ABC News story that came out uh, yesterday, Memorial Day gas prices expected to be the highest since 2014. Yeah, that's what's going on. Now, some people are blaming what happened with the Colonial Pipeline, that there are some shortages going on out there. But no, what's happening, folks, is that the demand for gasoline has its increasing, unlike during the Trump years when uh, former President Trump made this country uh gas uh, sufficient. In fact, we were starting to export gas uh, offshore uh, so that, uh, you know, we became a net exporter of gas. That's the way it was, folks. But now that's all changing uh, because we now have a president that's very anti-fossil fuel. And I, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised by this. Uh, in, in fact, I've heard it say that some in the administration even are saying they can use increasing gas prices for the political agenda of in creating a more of a demand for electric cars. I was reading a very interesting story in Politico, and it was talking about uh, in the former Barack Obama's energy secretary uh, talking about Stephen Chu uh, creating a durable GOP talking point September two thousand eight uh, two thousand eight when he talked to the Wall Street Journal about the, listen to this, benefits of having gasoline prices rise over 15 years to encourage energy efficiency. Somehow, Chu said, we have to figure out how to boost the price of gasoline to the levels in Europe. So is there a political agenda allowing these gas prices to increase? I think the national average right now is $3.15. And God forbid you're going to California because it's like four fifty a gallon out there. Now, Stuart Varney is uh, on the business side of Fox News. He says the environmentalists just love the fact that gas prices are on the rise. Cut number six. 
mind high gas prices. They want gas, high gas prices because that flushes us out right. of gasoline-powered cars and gets us into electric-powered cars, which is what they think is best for the planet. They don't mind high gas prices. In fact, right. they encourage it. Uh, the rest of us have to pay. Sure. All right, that was Stuart Varney. Yeah, they, they don't mind higher gas prices. And here's the other thing, folks, uh, with regards to the push by the Biden administration now for electric vehicles. You may have heard the other day that uh, as, as Joe Biden is beholding to the environmentalists, that he is pushing forward with these electric cars. But, you know, electric cars, electric batteries require metals like aluminum and other types of metals. But Joe Biden, reacting to the environmentalists, doesn't want to mine them here. He wants to take that offshore, putting more miners in this country out of work. Bo Copley was interviewed by Fox. He says the Biden administration is doing the opposite of the Trump administration as far as helping miners in this country. Cut three. It's kind of like an extension of Obama. It's we're going to placate to the rest of the world, regardless of how much it damages uh, the people who live here. And, and you know, it's it's sad. You know, it's it's. I think it's just a direct result of, of not really so much people that vote, voted for Biden, but that they were voting against Trump. And that's, this is the kind of results that you get when you, when you make those kind of decisions. By the way, uh, Bo Copley uh, used to mine for coal in West Virginia. Uh, but we, we now know, going back to Hillary Clinton's run, remember that for the president? Um, you know, she says coal miners can find other work. Doesn't that sound a little bit like Joe Biden, what he said when he... Uh, Cut that, uh, when he cut the production of the pipeline uh, in his first executive order, uh, that pipeline, uh, he said, you know what? Uh, these uh, 11,000 people who were put out of work by shutting down the completion of that pipeline from Canada, he said, you know, the, they'll, they'll find other jobs somewhere. Um, but you know what? They're still unemployed today. So here's what you have. You have a far-left ideology that's out there, and unfortunately the mainstream media is not reporting this the way they should. And you have people being put out of work, thousands of people being put out of work for an environmental ideology, the Green Deal, and what it's going to mean for America. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Yeah, we can fight back. Fight Triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. Want your ideas on that? When we come back after the break, you're listening to Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred sitting in. We'll talk to you when we come back on this Wednesday morning. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with From His Heart Ministries. We need to just say, Lord, I don't understand why these dark lines have come into my life, but I trust you because I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you are good. See, I can come to a God like that who loves me, who's gentle, who's humble in heart. Learn the depth of God's goodness. Join Pastor Jeff Shreve on From His Heart each weeknight at 6 Central here on American Family Radio. 
American Family Radio newscasts are now available as a podcast. I'm Rusty Pugh. I'm Steve Jordahl. Didn't catch the full story? Listen to the podcast. I'm Chris Woodward. I'm Chad Groening. Didn't have the radio on at the top of the hour? Listen to the podcast. I'm Charlie Bunch. And I'm Fred Jackson. Get accurate news from a Christian perspective whenever you want it with the American Family News podcast. You can also sign up for our daily news brief. Visit onenewsnow.com. You will know them by their fruit. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Russia is building a 764-mile undersea pipeline to Germany called Nord Stream 2. The U.S. is opposed to this pipeline. Former President Trump and Congress sanctioned ships involved in its construction. As recently as March 18, 2021, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Nord Stream 2 is a bad deal for Germany, for Ukraine, and for our Central and Eastern European allies and partners. So why is Mr. J. Robinette Biden now waiving sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 and its Putin-allied CEO, giving the green light to the pipeline? No XL pipeline for the U.S., but a Russian pipeline to Germany is just fine. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Brian Fisher here with today's Life and Liberty Minute. Police are being defunded at eye-watering rates, leaving the residents of one city after another defenseless against criminals as crime and murder rates go into the stratosphere. What's the answer? The answer is the Second Amendment, which guarantees to every American the right to own and carry arms in his own defense and the defense of his family. Texas this week became the 21st state to pass constitutional carry legislation, which means the only permit you need to carry a weapon for your own defense is the Constitution of the United States. Folks are buying handguns at the fastest rate ever, including 16 million in the first four months this year, which is up 30 percent over last year. Americans are realizing that if Joe Biden will not allow the cops to protect us, we'll have to do it ourselves. Catch Brian Fisher on Focal Point, weekday afternoons at 105 Central on American Family Radio. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. It's time for Tony Fauci to go. The Chinese Communist Party evidently was responsible for the COVID-19 pandemic. A Chinese military laboratory in Wuhan involved in so-called gain-of-function experiments had the first victims back in November 2019, and such research's purpose apparently was to develop the properties of the disease that would enhance its effectiveness as a biological weapon. It's also clear that Dr. Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases played a key role in enabling and even financing such research at that Chinese laboratory. He has not acknowledged, let alone taken responsibility for having thereby played an important role in spawning this murderous virus and the catastrophe it has caused worldwide. Never mind Tony Fauci's bad calls on mask restrictions, lockdowns, and non-vaccine treatments for the CCP virus, he should be fired for his role in its creation. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of Sandy Rios in the morning. 888589 8840 is the number to call, 888 You know, I was just listening to the break. There's so many issues to talk about these days, whether it's border security, uh, fossil fuel policy of the Biden administration. Uh, we talked a few moments ago that our Secretary of State, Blinken, yesterday 
announcing that embassies around the world, U.S. embassies around the world, can now start flying Black Lives Matter flags, the group, the Marxist-Leninist group, BLM flags on embassies around the world. What kind of message does that send to the rest of the world, folks, that we're now endorsing Marxist policies? We talked a few moments ago about the battle to stop the teaching of critical race theory in our schools. Is it any wonder, I was reading some stats on voting patterns from the fall election last year, that more and more young people are going to support political parties that promote Marxist policies like critical race theory. Is it any wonder? Because they're being indoctrinated in that. And like the state of Tennessee and the group that uh, we talked about just a few moments ago, the 1776 Project, going out now to fight back against this. It's one thing just to complain about it, but we have to fight back. 888-589-8840 is the number to call. Let's go first to Georgia this morning. Tom, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, uh, first of all, I want to tell you how much I appreciate uh, what AFR and AFA is doing. Uh, One of the comments I want to make is, it seems to me, I'm way on up there in age, and uh, I've been in education for several years, and in fact, all of my most of my uh, working life has been with education. Mm-hmm. And I see one of the biggest problems that we have now is the fact that we're fighting ignorance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter how many good things are said on the radio or printed in the paper if it ever gets in the paper. If people don't understand why it's wrong, or what we're fighting is it's not going to do any good no. unless they have some background. Exactly. And I, I'd, I'd like to wonder, I wonder if when they put the BLM flag up at the embassy, are they going to run the Chinese flag and the Russian flag up as well? <laughs> yeah. You know, you make the good point, but you also make the point there is a problem with many Americans about being educated on, on the issues that we're talking about. You know, there was a very interesting poll, I think it was an AP poll the other day, that came out where, what, what is the uh, perception of Americans on police violence in this country? And it was like over 50% of those polled believe that police violence against individuals is rampant in this country. And as we've talked about on this program and other programs, when you look at the latest stats, and I think the stats go for 2019, we're talking hundreds of thousands of encounters between police officers and citizens. A tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of those encounters result in the kind of things that, you know, the George Floyd incident, uh, the Kim Potter incident, uh, where the person who is facing the police officers ends up being killed because they do something like trying to run away, as in the Kim Potter case. So 
and it's, it's like in in that in that period in 2019 there were kind of nine encounters between police officers and African Americans that ended tragically. Nine out of hundreds of thousands of encounters between police officers. So to say there's an epidemic in this country. Where where did the people get the idea that this is a problem a rampant problem in this country? They get it from the mainstream media. Because the media just pumps up these stories, the George Floyd stories, way beyond what reality is. Because the media now has become part of the left-wing agenda in this country. Has been for some time, but even more so now. All right, back to our phones. Uh, Let's go to Texas. Good morning, Janet. Go ahead. Yes, uh, it's about the Black Lives Matter flag Mm -hmm. thing. You know... Our U.S. embassies, everyone, elected officials in those embassies, they are to honor our U.S. flag Hmm. and for what it stands for. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Well, the Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with uh, the color of a skin. It is Marxist, socialistic, communistic-minded agenda. And it is supporting that type of form of government. And we should never have any other flag but our U.S. flag flying at our uh, all across America, and also um, as to we we are to honor what the Lord God has given us and our founding and the U.S. flag only. And if those people that are flying those flags at those embassies don't realize what that that Black Lives Matter flag stands for, they need to be educated. Yes. Well, it goes back to that thing, Janet, we're just talking about is that people don't understand the history of Black Lives Matter. And uh, I, I tell you what, if you listen to the mainstream media, the ABC, CNN, they never talk about that. They never talk about the fact that the founders of the Black Lives Matter, and we're talking about the group, Black Lives Matter, is an unapologetic Marxist. Even though she treats herself more like a capitalist, she owns a couple of homes worth a million bucks. But that's, that's kind of another characteristic of socialist Marxist leaders. They believe they deserve the very best. Uh, but again, that's information that you wouldn't get from the mainstream media because that kind of destroys the narrative that Black Lives Matter is really all about saving the lives of, of, of African-American people. You know what? You never hear Black Lives Matter people talk about the ongoing violence in Democrat-run cities like Chicago. Every weekend, black-on-black crime, they don't want to talk about that. It's all about supposed, alleged police brutality. And unfortunately, we have people in the White House right now that are only too willing to support that false, false narrative. All right. Stay in Texas and talk to Costa this morning. Good morning, Costa. Good morning, sir. Uh, I just want to jump in quick and talk about uh, the border protection. I'm an immigrant from Rwanda in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if they're planning to open the border to everyone, why the consulates are there in those countries? If you go to my country, you don't have passport, you will not get there. And... Mm-hmm. I came to the United States. You have to go through the process and prove your eligibility to come to the U.S. That's why every country has what is called a consulate section. 
Yes. Unless they say today we're deciding to abolish all the consulates and take them out of the embassies, because mm-hmm. what they're doing there, everyone knows the story of Nehemiah, the guy who decided and then go and to protect Israel to build the wall. Who to build the wall again, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't know that? I think they should give the value of having a consulate and the goal prove your eligibility to come in the country. Yeah. As far as the bill, well, that is a country's integrity. If they decided to do that, I think it's a, no one should mingle in that, in that affairs. I think it's something good, and I support it highly. You want to come to the U.S., go prove your eligibility. And yes. they, that's what about the consulate there. We Amen. did that. Amen, Costa. Amen. My, my, hey, my listen. To visit us here, mm-hmm. he felt he didn't prove eligibility for five times, but lastly, she proved that, and she she came to visit us. So, yeah. as far as quickly about as far as the Black Lives Matter, I think that is something that plays with the mind of us black. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. That's something that I don't take too much time to think even about it, but I think that hurts the most we black people. Thank you so much, sir. All right, Costa, thank you very much. Thank you for doing it legally. (laughs) You know, we were talking yesterday that, uh, amongst other things the Biden administration is doing, it is lowering the bar even more for citizenship. Uh, One of the things that the Biden administration is putting forward now, and they say they don't need congressional approval to do this, that if you've broken the law in this country in the past, you're in the country illegally, and you have voted which is illegal, that they'll say, okay, we're just going to forgive you for doing that, and that shouldn't be uh, a, uh, a barrier for you becoming a citizen. That's one of the things that's on the plate right now. Like I say, they believe, the Biden administration believes, they don't have to go through Congress uh, to do that. That's a kind of radical agenda. Again, you're not going to hear that in too many places, but that's what's going on in Washington, and one of the many things going on there in Washington. Uh, Clay, good morning. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Clay from Texas. Yes, go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in a K-CREP accredited, which means basically that I can go to any state after I get my degree and apply to be a counselor if I pass the, uh, the state testing. Right. Um, and I, I mean, critical race theory is basically a part of the, a part of this curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, my wife's also in education, and she's doing her doctorate right now, and, and <laughs> some of it was required in hers, too. So, I mean, I, I really don't think that we're going to get away from this, even if, if states say it's not good to be in schools and still in college. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Clay, but you know what? And I appreciate your call. We have to do with Tennessee, the law that they just passed in Tennessee. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but just to review, the law in Tennessee says critical race theory will not be taught in public schools in that state. And they're backing that up, lawmakers in Tennessee, in this law, that if a school district teaches critical race theory, they will cut funding to that school district. They will be punished for it. When you pass laws, there have to be consequences if you break those laws. That's pretty basic stuff. And we've talked about on on these programs before uh, that it's hard to understand even in red states, 
Republican-run states. Why Republicans who call themselves conservatives, who speak out against things like critical race theory, are continuing to fund public universities that endorse, that indoctrinate our kids. This doesn't make sense, folks. At home, the kids are being taught against critical race theory, being taught conservative values. But the taxpayers, even in Republican states, then are subsidizing, when they send their kids to these universities, subsidizing curriculums that tear down traditional values, that tear down accurate history of the United States of America. This doesn't make sense. But you have to have lawmakers who are in place who are willing to fight this. I think got time for one more call here. Let's go to Oklahoma and Beverly. Go ahead, Beverly. Hi. Regarding the BLM flag, we, like the Christians, have their own flag. Are there organizations that are suing the government for not putting their flag at the embassies? Or is there a way to do that? Sure. Anybody can launch a, a lawsuit. Uh, and I think it would be very interesting to launch a lawsuit that if the government is approving the flying of the BLM flag in our embassies around the world, why not the Christian flag? Because historically, this country is based on Christian values. So why couldn't we fly the Christian flag if that's going to be the case? I think it just takes somebody, Beverly, to uh, do what you're suggesting is that if the Biden administration, the Secretary of State, would not allow the flying of the Christian flag. Uh, You know, they've done other things. Remember when the Supreme Court of the United States legalized homosexual marriage in this country? It was during the Obama years. They lit up the White House with rainbow colors. Hey, listen, the left is not afraid to celebrate their victories. I don't think conservatives should be shy about pushing, about celebrating our Christian values in this country. Amen. Hey, listen, it's been great to be with you on this Wednesday morning. Lord willing, we'll be back again tomorrow. Much more great programming ahead here at American Family Radio. Hey, listen, uh, you got a spot here, folks, where the truth is told, where conservative Christian values are celebrated. And uh, we just feel blessed to be able to do that. And thank you for allowing us to do that on a day-by-day basis. Much more great programming ahead here at American Family Radio. Have yourself a great day. And remember a blessing to someone else today. Bye for now. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.